0: The more smart pressure you put on yourself, the faster you will grow. Now, it may not feel good sometimes in the short run to have all this pressure, but it's a key to a more vibrant, more fulfilling life. I recently went from basically having no pressure, I would literally have a calendar for the week that was 100% empty, and that was by design, to recently having very high pressure, where I'm basically um hustling from the second I wake up until the second I go to sleep I'm always doing something even if my calendar is empty I'm reading and that sort of thing but didn't have a lot of pressure I recently piled this pressure on myself intentionally because there's a big result that I'm obsessed with which is producing huge success while feeling incredibly fulfilled in the process and for me that fulfillment comes from finding a way to help good, driven, bright people get to the next stage of growth. Because I believe when I do that, there's a ripple effect. I've seen it. We've had students over in Romania, for example, that have built million-dollar businesses, and then they started changing the lives of communities over there. So that's why I'm here. And I realized by having not enough pressure on myself, I wasn't making the kind of impact that I wanted to make. So I intentionally started piling some of this pressure on myself. We've got our mastermind that we're leading with seven-figure entrepreneurs, uh, also taking on multiple clients recently that have paid tens of thousands of dollars to help them grow their sales on Shopify. Most of them are primarily on Amazon. Ramping up our social media, which is part of this podcast, we're also going from posting basically zero on social media, then we went to 20 posts a day, then we went to 40 posts a day, now we're at about 60 posts a day across all of our accounts, and the next target is 100 posts a day. That basically started two weeks ago, from zero to 100 posts a day that we should be at by the middle of next week or so. So why the heck do all this stuff? You know, I remember back in the day, a friend and I had the idea, like I started running and stuff. My cardio was terrible in college. All I did was lift weights. I was all beefed up. Couldn't run two laps on the track without feeling like I was going to collapse. And I decided that I wanted to get better cardio Kind of a whole nother story, but, you know, I was in my early 20s. I was thinking about joining the military. Never ended up doing, kind of went down the business route. Uh, but I decided I wanted to build up my endurance. And so I set the goal of running a marathon. From not even being able to run two laps to being able to run a marathon. And so I didn't do, like, me and my friend, we basically... Uh, sprinted (laughs) the first half of the marathon very competitive and then I hit that wall the second half so the first half was very good second half not very good but the interesting part about having all that pressure was then I had the confidence like still to this day I'm like Okay, if a car breaks down on the side of the road that I'm in, I can just put on the shoes and start running and, you know, make it 20, 30 miles or so, which will get you to safety just about anywhere. So that level of confidence, same thing at the same time, I was doing some, you know, triathlons, and I'm like, okay, get caught in the middle of a lake or something, I just start swimming to shore. As long as that shore is within, you know, say a mile or two, like it'll be fine, no problem. So that's what some of this pressure does, is gives you that confidence. I've also done it on the business side committing to doing big live events Uh, because you know speaking i think even for people that have done it quite a bit i've done it a decent amount it's still uncomfortable even the people that are best in the world still get the butterflies and stuff but once you're committed to a live event and you've got a couple thousand people showing up in that room there's no chance to back out. But you grow so much in that experience. And some of those have been huge branding experiences for us that we didn't have to put all that pressure on us. In most cases, unless you're maybe Tony Robbins or somebody, doing live events is not really that great of a business compared to you know selling software or selling online stuff. But it does put you at the center from a branding standpoint and builds your authority and credibility and allows you, for us anyways, to get in touch with and meet and interact with all the people that we're doing all this online stuff with. So it's very fulfilling for us as well. But not all pressure is good. You know, I've done this before and I've seen other people do it, where they think that, like, oh, if they just buy something super expensive, you know, say a multi-million dollar house, you know, if they're not quite at that level yet, or a super expensive car, and they're like, oh, you know, financially, this could be a terrible decision, but that extra pressure from having to pay that bill. Is going to make me perform at a higher level i think that is a form of stupid pressure to put on yourself same thing and i've done this uh before ourselves is over committing to a big event um we've done this where we wanted to do a big event and just super optimistic thought we were going to sell so many number of tickets and it's kind of a chicken and the egg problem because you kind of need a location and dates to sell tickets But you don't know, you can't get a location of dates because the hotels require all these contracts. You commit to a certain number of rooms, a certain room size, all that kind of stuff. But you don't know what size of room to commit to until you started selling tickets. So it's a little bit of a chicken and the egg problem. So we've overcommitted on that, still did a great event, but ended up having a bad financial result because we were overcommitted from a financial standpoint. So all these experiences have led me to a concept that I'm calling smart pressure. The cool thing is, is this is wired into our own psychology. We emotionally treat real threats the same way as we treat fictional threats, which you can almost hack this for yourself. I don't know how many of you all have seen the movie Free Solo with the Alex Honnold that's you know climbing up the side of the mountains with no ropes, thousands of feet in the air. I've done some climbing myself indoors and outdoors. And so that's the only movie I've ever seen where literally my palms are sweating the entire movie i'm just like oh my god this guy is gonna fall and you know my palms are literally sweating i'm having a physical reaction just sitting there in a movie theater watching this thing so we're tr- i'm treating physically this fictional threat i'm not up on the wall i'm just sitting in a comfortable movie theater he's taking all the risk and it's not even happening in real time it was in the past at some point but physically my body is saying you're about to die you're in a real dangerous situation here so real threats Include things like financial ruin, over committing yourself to something financially. You may think, like, oh yeah, I wanna put myself at higher pressure in business. So I'm gonna to commit to this super, say, million dollar advertising campaign when your business only does a million dollars a year in sales, could ruin you financially. You know, one of the interesting things from reading about Richard Branson is, you know, he's kind of like, when I first started learning about him, I'm like, oh my God, how does this guy take so many giant risks? But when you looked at the details, he always had a way to back out. There was a time when his airline was very new, and he wanted to put TVs in the backs of the seats, but they didn't have them, so he basically had to order all new planes. And so he committed himself, and the airline was not very big at the time, to something like you know billions of dollars worth of planes. And so you're like, oh my god, like his whole putting his whole company on the line. But the real situation was is that he had. A term in that contract where he could basically return the planes to him and his total loss was like 10 million dollars or 20 million dollars or so which was not that bad for them at the time so it seemed like a big risk but in reality it wasn't and so in your case taking irreversible financial risks that could ruin you not the way to go we've seen people do this put their life savings into a cryptocurrency or something and now they're paying the price um, also legal issues if you're over committing yourself to something that could ruin you legally like you're taking a dumb legal risk personally or in your business that's another one that's a real threat which is not going to be a good idea and lastly physical harm there's some things that we do uh that don't have that high of a risk you know some people are are terrified of you know swimming in the ocean or something like that and the real risk of like a shark attack is extremely low Uh, and so, but if it is a real threat, like, Hey, I'm going to go try, you know, base jumping, which has a high, uh, (laughs) risk rate, uh, may not be the best idea. So those are real threats that we should be concerned about. And so we're going to feel those the same as fictional threats in terms of the pressure we put on ourselves. Now, the kind of pressure we can put on ourselves, that's going to make us perform at a higher level, but doesn't really have any sort of massive, real negative consequences, are a lot of them social related, such as people making fun of you. You may think that like, oh, if I go give this talk in front of this group, it could help me grow a ton. And, but the biggest thing that's going to happen is like a few people in the room are going to be like, well, that was terrible and embarrassing. And nobody's going to care after that. But you personally feel like the whole world's going to end. That's good pressure because the real consequences are next to nothing. Another thing, friends and family talking bad about you. You know, if you say are um, a six-figure earner at your job and you go invest 10 grand in a business... You know, maybe your friends and family be like, oh, you idiot. I can't believe, you know, you bought that course or you tried that business that was never going to work all that negativity around you. But from a financial standpoint, you could totally handle it. So who gives a crap if your friends and family that you probably shouldn't be hanging out with anyways, talk bad about you when you could have had the potential to make say millions of dollars and change your life forever and be able to work on your own schedule and all that sort of good stuff. And the maximum risk was a few thousand dollars. That's another fictional threat, depending on your financial situation. And the big category of these is is failure. A lot of times we fear failure as though it's going to be physically life-threatening when it's not. So if you feel stuck, pile on the smart pressure. Commit yourself to something that maybe you've been thinking about that doesn't, that feels intense, but when you really think rationally about it, the potential cost is not that high. Uh, add more to your schedule than you think you can handle, you could always peel it back. I know a lot of times it feels like, oh, I'm too busy, I'm too stressed. See what that feels like. Add more to your schedule, commit to more than you can, as long as it's stuff you can always pull back. Another big one is try to move faster. Uh, Peter Thiel, the one of the most famous uh, venture capital investors, early investor in Facebook, said that if you have a 10-year plan of how to get somewhere, you should ask, why can't you do this in six months? If you have a 10-year plan of how to get somewhere, why can't you do this in six months? I find most people move way too slow. They almost laugh sometimes when they hear me say, oh, yeah, I you know this thing will take a month. I'm like, why can't we do it by tomorrow? Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. And so I find that sense of urgency and speed is very characteristic of a lot of entrepreneurs that we like and respect and have produced incredible results. So try to move faster. Worst case, it doesn't work out. It's not the end of the world. Try to move faster. Last kind of shift uh, about putting smart pressure is quit worrying so much about yourself. Focus on helping others, on making an impact, on making a change, rather than so much on just protecting yourself, making yourself feel good, avoiding failure, avoiding people making fun of you. Forget all that stuff. Focus on actually making some big change and not worry so much about just protecting yourself. So in this daily show, I'm sharing with you really what I'm working on right now to develop as an entrepreneur while building three companies, including a software business, a training business, and a fast-growing e-commerce business. And so that's why I'm doing this daily show. I'm sharing with you stuff that has worked for me that I'm continually refining, sold over $300 million online, helped people sell $10 billion online, and I'm still in the trenches doing this stuff. So that's part of this daily show is me to share with you what I'm working on right now. So if you want future episodes, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform or on YouTube. Hopefully you found this valuable and I'll see you tomorrow.